everybody. You know what time it is. It is time for another episode of the Replacement Level Podcast, your favorite Major League Baseball show that is currently out there. Today, we are going to be talking about some great, great stuff today. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Phillips. I'm going to be going solo today as our as my counterpart, Rafal Negnuinski, is going to be out today. This is supposed to be his last show. Uh, unfortunately, some things have come up and he won't be able to join us because he is getting ready to leave to go to Israel for school. So he's going to be gone for a few months there. So uh, we were planning to kind of do the one last show together. Unfortunately, um, you know, like I said, things just didn't work out with his schedule. So it's just going to be me today. But we are very, very excited for him. Like I said, he's going over to Israel. He's going to be doing this for school. So he'll be taking some classes over there as well. So looking forward to hearing the stories that he has from his time over there. He does plan on trying to join us as much as he can while he's over there. But obviously, his schedule is going to be a little bit uh, TBD right now until he kind of gets settled over there. But wishing for him to have a safe trip over there. Have a great time over there, Rafal. And, you know, I will do my best to keep this show afloat, keep it running smoothly, and bringing some of the best Major League Baseball content we can provide to everybody out there. So uh, for those of us, you know, here, we want to say, you know, safe travels. Looking forward to hearing your stories when you get back. Have fun over there. And, uh, you know, for the fans that are out there, if you, you know, you see him around town or, you know, feel like t- send him a tweet or anything like that, uh, you know, be sure to be sure to do so. He'd love to hear it. I know. And like I said, he will be back. But for right now, it's just going to be me today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about our replacement level pot, replacement level players. You know, the show's named after or basically with this idea in mind. So we're going to talk about it. Some guys that obviously have not been performing up to expectations and are worthy of, you know, if if we could, you know, send this guy down or have him take a seat on the bench for a time being, bring somebody else in uh, who could perform a little bit better because this guy's just simply not bringing it to the table, not providing the kind of um, production that either we're accustomed to seeing him do in the past or just, you know, production that is deserving of being a starter for a major league ball club. So uh, I will give you my two guys coming up. We're also going to talk about kind of the, uh, the big story that's rocked major league baseball here in the last week or so. And that is obviously Wander Franco and his, uh, uh, his dating preferences and choices. So, uh, you know, sure by now a lot of people have heard about it and it's a very interesting uh, situation to say the least. There hasn't been a whole lot of information's come out since the story kind of broke. Uh, I've heard some rumors and kind of some speculation stuff like that, so we will kind of touch on it a little bit here, but you know, we don't really want to go too much down the rabbit hole of speculation rumors because fact of the matter is we just don't have all the information we don't have all the facts and we just don't know a lot of what's going on right now so um obviously that is a story that not only the tampa bay rays are going to be following as it pertains to their you know star player and their franchise player really um, but also major league baseball as he was kind of looked at as one of the young guys that can kind of help grow major league baseball kind of be a face of the sport as well too and this is some pretty uh shocking you know news and development that's come out for him so you know we're just going to dive right into it like i said for those that are unaware wando franco over the past week or so there were some reports on social media about him dating uh his girlfriend you know no harm no foul there until it was realized the ages and wander franco is 22 years old professional major league baseball player and his girlfriend is 14 years old yes 
14, the big 1-4, not old enough to legally drive a car, not even get ready to do her learner's permit, uh, obviously not old enough to drink in America here or anything like that. So uh, quite the age difference of, you know, eight years old uh, or eight years between the two. So yeah, that's caused quite the stir. Now, a lot of what's come out has been the fact that the girlfriend and her family, for the most part, are basically bringing this to light because they are wanting to essentially extort Wander for some money because obviously Wander Franco is a famous pro athlete making lots of money um definitely lots of money from Tampa Bay for sure but uh you know also there's I'm sure other endorsement deals that he has as well too uh they were wanting to get some uh, some financial compensation from him they're also wanting to get a Mercedes Benz from him as well Wander said no to all of this, and that is what's prompted the you know girlfriend and her family to bring all this to to light and to basically air his dirty laundry. Uh, like I said, it's a very interesting situation. Uh, supposedly, Wander had been dating the girl for a while. She had told him that she was 18 when they started dating. He believed it. He also believed it because the girlfriend's mom signed off on the relationship giving her the you know giving him permission to date his daughter so again that kind of made him think okay first i think she's 18 second the mom who definitely knows the child's age uh said sure go ahead and date my daughter and you know basically helped back his thinking up of that she's you know 18 years old and, and an adult um clearly not the case uh you know i've seen some people talk about this and they're saying you know wander you more or less kind of got to you know think that everybody's going to be coming into your lives is basically going to be some way out to get you to get money from you uh, and you basically need to be kind of guarded and do your due diligence on these people like their backgrounds and not just taking them for the word and you know that kind of got me thinking like that's just a crappy way to kind of live your life assuming that everybody who comes to you is going to be wanting something from you there's some motive behind them as to why they're basically inserting themselves into your life and i can certainly understand that to a degree you know as a professional athlete athlete there are a lot of people out there that are wanting to get money from you hawking ideas at you saying this is the next big best big thing you know i just need you to put some cash up front or put some cash down and we can get this thing started and it's going to blow up it's going to be great you know we're going to make lots and lots of money and you know you'll have a huge source of income coming to you on the side along with your professional career. And sure, there are some times where things work out well, but then there's also times where it's just people just wanting to get money from you with nothing behind it. And so it, it does suck, but that is kind of the world that professional athletes kind of have to live in is understanding that a lot of people coming in are really just wanting to get some money from you uh, basically any way that they can. And you really have to protect yourself, uh, kind of protect your, your image, and you really need to have a good set of um, friends around you to also kind of help protect you and help look out for you and have your best interest, um, you know, in, in mind and everything. So it, it is unfortunate that this is happening to Wander. Uh, I'm sure he could have done a lot more of his own due diligence to really discover how old she is. But, you know, at the same time, let's keep in mind, when you fall in love or when you're with somebody, you know, dating and everything, you kind of 
there's a period in there where everything is great. It's, you know, it's labeled as the, the honeymoon phase. You know, everything's wonderful. They're so cute. They're so sweet. They're so dar- darling. Whatever the case may be, like, it's great. It's wonderful. And then you kind of move out of that phase and you get to know them a little bit more and you find things like, okay, this is a little bit annoying. This is like a deal breaker, a red flag, whatever the case may be in the relationship, either uh, progresses forward or, or it ends. But, you know, obviously with Wander, and I don't know how long he's been dating this, um, this child, but, um, you know, he certainly could have done, you know, some more research or had maybe somebody uh, close to him do some research to make sure that she is actually what she's saying, like in regards to her age, because there is a big difference in, in appearance between an 18 year old and a 14 year old. Now, granted, there are some people out there who look older than their age, or there's some people out there who look younger than their age. And that you know that's just the way it is but typically within a 4 year age range or 8 year excuse me 8 year age range um between Wander and the girlfriend and then obviously the 4 year age range between her actual age and the, her stated age there should be some tells in in also just maturity wise of yeah this person isn't quite acting as a typical or an average you know 18 year old would be Again, there are people who act more mature or less mature than themselves, um, but still, wander. I mean, you got to have somebody that is there to solely protect you, kind of, um, you know, a guy that's going to do all the research, presents you with the facts. Whether you like him or not, he is going to, he or she is going to prevent, present you with the facts and do their best to protect you and basically let nothing bad happen to you. Um, and it seems like he maybe doesn't have that type of person around him, which, you know, has led to this as well. Or maybe he does and he just simply brushed that person off and didn't want to, you know, deal with it or worry about it or concern himself or didn't think it was going to come to this. But, you know, unfortunately, here we are. So um, I'm sure this is going to affect Wander going forward. I'm sure there's going to be some more uh, concerns from him with, again, anybody who comes into his life when they claim things like he's probably going to be very guarded, very jaded about it, and not really trusting of them. And rightfully so i mean this is a guy who has a very promising career uh you know finally had a full you know his first like healthy season in the major leagues and having a very successful career and more or less this has kind of gone sideways on him um there was a report or rumor i get well report on a claim from investigation that's going on by major league baseball uh yesterday actually stating that it is very unlikely that Franco will ever play in Major League Baseball again. Uh, again, we don't have all the facts of what is going on behind the scenes, uh, so I, I can't really talk about this too much, but you know, if that is what is true or what is a real, real legit possibility based on everything, it's very surprising to say the least, because like I said, Wander was a very young and ascending star, and it, you know it's unfortunate that his career could come to an end just because of uh, you know dating issue. Um, and again, I, that's kind of all we know at this point is that he's dating somebody who he thought was only four years younger than him, but it turns out to be eight years younger than him. But um, you know, we'll see what happens. This is again something that everybody in the baseball community and the baseball world is going to be following and paying close attention to because it is a very national household name. Not only that, Tampa Bay is currently you know 
fighting for a playoff spot. They are currently the number one wildcard team. Um, you know, they're battling with Baltimore for the AL East division crown. So um, it's likely one of those two teams is going to win the AL East and the other one's going to be the top wildcard team when the playoffs start. But, you know, Wander Franco is a big, important offensive piece, offensive and defensive piece for the Tampa Bay Rays and obviously not having him around. It's going to impact them and what they're able to do this postseason and, you know, the rest of the season. Tampa Bay is a very deep team. They've got a lot of young young, talented prospects um, that they can turn to. They obviously love to mix and match their lineups based on the pit, the opposing pitchers. So his his loss may not be too bad as opposed to if it was like another team who doesn't want to do the analytics route so much, doesn't want to mix and match like, you know, say somebody like um, – you know, the Yankees or or the Dodgers were like, hey, this is guy is our starter. He's going to play every time he's healthy. We'll give him rest days, and, you know, that is that. But um, that's not necessarily the case with Tampa Bay. They do like to mix and match. Now, there are a couple players who they've kind of gone that route of if they're healthy, they're playing all the time. Wander is certainly one of them. Another one is Randy Rosarina. And then kind of coming in third right behind them is Isaac, Isaac Paredes. Um all three of those guys, for the most part, have been getting a lot of playing time, and you know the only time they're not playing is because it's a rest day, um, not because of matchups or anything like that. So, again, this is something that is going to be a big impact, and obviously it's going to be a big distraction in the Tampa Bay clubhouse because other players are going to be asked this question a lot. Uh, I'm sure... Considering this news has broken and not a lot of new information has come out, questions about it have kind of probably died down a little bit um, outside of the fact of, hey, uh, insert player X, what's the latest you've heard on Wander and his situation? Um, or what's the latest you've heard from Wander? Stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's probably where we're going at it right now until some more information breaks and then we'll get a whole new round of questioning to his teammates and everything like, oh, did you know this? Did you hear that? What's your thoughts on it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so again, this is a big news story. It's going to be a big distraction for Tampa Bay moving forward. And, you know, it's, I'm not going to take sides here and say, oh, poor Wander or poor the girlfriend or whatever, because we don't have all the information out there. Um, it is something, like I said, you know, that is kind of shocking and disturbing to say the least. So Stay tuned for that. I'm sure we'll bring that up on the show later on when more information comes out and we can talk about it because it is, uh, like I said, it is a very shocking situation that has rocked the baseball world. But uh, moving on to a happier topic in, in discussing the replacement level players, um, you know, again, I don't know. It is happier, but we're still talking about players who are underperforming and underperforming very poorly so um, um yeah i guess we're going from one bad thing to a slightly lesser bad topic but it, it is the time that we're going to talk about our replacement level players and this week um as always we're going to give you one hitter we're going to give you one pitcher um you know we're going to talk about those guys and basically what they've done over the past couple weeks uh you know we try to do this part this little segment every two weeks to kind of keep things fresh uh you know keep things moving but Obviously, we've had some special guests on, which we love. Um, it makes for great shows and just, you know, get a better insight into what's going on in those other teams and their organizations and that, you know, that kind of fun stuff. So, you know, this 
two week has kind of been delayed a, a little bit just because we've had some other things going on, which is awesome. And but we're gonna get back to it. We're gonna get back to the replacement level players. And this week I have selected pitcher Carlos Estevez, who is the closer for the Los Angeles Angels. Now, for those that are out there, they that know me, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Angels. Certainly not to the same level as that team in Houston. Um, I just don't care for the Angels because they're more like they're trying to buy championships and trying, it's almost like they're trying to be somebody that they're not, and it's always failing miserably for them. And so it's just kind of humorous to me. Like they want to go out and essentially buy a playoff team, maybe a World Series team, and it hasn't ever worked out for them. And then you have something like the Texas Rangers who shelled out mega millions of dollars over the last two years and they're currently leading the division the AL West and they're currently looking like going to be a playoff team and a playoff a wild a uh, world series contender no questions so I'm loving the fact that the Angels have spent so much money on Mike Trout, so much money on Shohei Otani, uh, with the hopes that those two guys can kind of lead this organization back to the promised land, back to the playoffs, and back and win a World Series. And it hasn't worked out. And I'm kind of loving that. They went out, they bought Anthony Rendon on free agency. That signing has been atrocious. They went out and they got Henry Renfro this past offseason. That's eh, kind of worked out a little bit for them. They got Brandon Drew. That's you know, been successful uh, as well, but um, they they did make some good moves. And when I say good moves, I mean moves that have kind of benefited them this this season and been positive. But in the end, it hasn't. The Angels are currently outside the playoffs, looking in. They're seven games back of the third wild card spot, and they're two games under five hundred. They've got a minus eighteen run differential. They are only three games over 500 when they play at home, and they are five games under 500 when they play on the road. So again, not a very good baseball team, and we're seeing it. And they were very active at the trade deadline, acquiring some pieces to helpfully make a playoff run, and also to show Shohei Otani, hey, we're all in on you. We want you and Mike Trout. We, we're going to do what we need to do to get you success here in Major League Baseball, get you into the playoffs, get you into a World Series. And I applaud them for that because the alternative is they could have traded Otani at the deadline and gotten a, I don't know if there's any word out there, better, bigger and better than a King's Ransom, but like a King's Ransom time two, I guess, is what they could have got. Like they could have got a huge haul for him because the dude is the best bet baseball player right now uh and that's not even close and i would say it's not even up for debate that shohei otani is the best baseball player in major league baseball right now and there's a very large gap between the guy who is the second best baseball player and i would say there's really more of an argument as who is the second best baseball player in major league baseball because the clear cut number one is otani Anyways, we've kind of gotten off on a sidetrack here and divert and uh, uh, you know side story, but uh, yeah, the Angels went out and tried to make some moves to go all in, and it's totally backfired on them. And again, I'm loving it. I find it hilarious. And they did find some success with Carlos Estevez. Uh, they got him, I believe, this off season. He came from the Rockies, uh, you know, and obviously any pitcher that gets out of Colorado is going to love leaving Colorado because it is a 
not great place to pitch. You know, breaking balls cannot break as much because of the thin air. You can easily, as a pitcher, give up a lot more home runs because of said thin air. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a very, very tough place to pitch. And so when the Angels got him, it was, you know, you looked at his stats and it was like, okay, this is a good move. Maybe, you know, it's really hard to discern because his stats were kind of very much inflated during his time in Colorado. Um, he's been good for them on the year. Uh, you know, he's definitely shown that he is the closer for them. He's had a little bit of um, a hiccup, a dry spell, if you will, over the last couple of weeks. And so, again, that is obviously why he's a replacement-level player. So over the last two weeks, he's pitched four and one-thirds innings. He's recorded three saves, which is great. Walked three batters, struck out four, not the greatest you know, walk to strikeout ratio you want to see from a closer, especially uh, when you think about closers are always brought in in the most high pressure situations where they need to secure this win for their team. And there's typically, you know, the heart of the order that they're facing or there's somebody on base or somebody that's in scoring position. So they, they need to get out. Uh, you know, they, they, they just can't really afford extra hits or extra men on base or anything like that. So uh, again, that three walks to four strikeouts in four and a third innings is not something ideal, something that you want to see. I mean, just over that same period of time and looking at a couple other closers, Devin Williams of the Brewers, he's pitched five innings, struck out 10 batters, walked only one. Uh, Johan Duran of the Twins pitched four innings, struck out five, walked one. Like That's something more along the lines of what you want to see from closers, that really much more dominant strikeout kind of guy, not so much the walks. The other thing with Estevez is during this four and one-thirds innings, he has a 10.38 ERA and a 2.31 whip. So the dude was getting hit, and yes, he was able to lock down some saves, which is great, but the dude was definitely getting hit a lot, and he was able, you know, you could say, able to be lucky enough to earn those saves because the guy was giving up runs, giving up hits, and again, when you're closer, you're putting the highest pressure of situations you need to come through and you need to come through with outs and not giving up any runs and typically not giving up a whole lot of hits. And he wasn't necessarily doing that. Like I said, he got three saves, which is good for him. He's able to do it, you know, a few times in there. But uh, definitely for the Angels' sake, if they're wanting to make a push to the playoffs, they're going to need a much more dominant closer uh, than what Estevez has done over the last couple of weeks. And for him, for all players, you know, regardless of what uniform they wear, I do hope that he has success. Uh, I think he's had a really good season. I'm not wouldn't be too concerned about it. If anything, I would say this is probably just him with a little bit of a, a fatigue, maybe, of being in the closer because this is not what he's no, normally done in his past. But he's had success in it, and I think he'll be just fine. I, you know, when you look back on it, I think this will just be a bump in the road. A lot of closers kind of go through the situation. Uh, you know, a situation in a season where they struggle for a week or two weeks or anything, and it just it just happens. But then it evens out, and they're right back to where they were before. So again, wouldn't be overly concerned. Uh, I just wanted to take this opportunity more or less to enjoy some Angels misery because I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's hilarious to me. But uh, the other guy we're going to talk about is obviously we're moving on to the hitters. It's going to be Ketel Marte, a former Mariner player that was uh, traded back. I don't know, a handful of years ago, uh, it was he was traded to Arizona uh, in exchange for Gene Segura and Mitch Henninger, which overall I would say that deal's kind of worked out well for both sides. Obviously, um, 
Hanager and Segura are no longer with the Mariners, but they did provide some productive seasons for the Mariners. So, you know, it, it worked out. Keto Marte has done very, very well in Arizona. He's one of the better second basemen. Uh, got an all-star appearance this year. But over the last couple of weeks, he's gotten 44 at-bats, only seven hits, scored three runs, hit one home run, drove in five RBIs, a nice three walks to six strikeout ratio there. So, you know, you're looking at your counting stats um, outside of the, the lack of hits. Things have been kind of okay for him, like not the best, not the greatest. But, you know, during that time, he's batted 159 with an OPS of 440. So not something you typically have been seeing from him this season. Again, he's been very, very good overall on, on the year. You know, just for some comparisons, on the season, he's batting 277 with an 835 OPS, hit 19 home runs, only made eight errors on the year, which is pretty good. 48 walks to 79 strikeouts. So, again, a very nice walk to strikeout ratio there for him. And six stolen bases to go along with those 19 home runs. He's also hit 19 doubles, seven triples. Uh, again, he's had a good year, just a bad stretch for him. And, you know, it should he should be coming out of it here soon. It looks like over the last couple of games is really maybe where he's kind of run into some issues, um, you know, He's the last two games, he's only got one hit. You know, he's gone one for five, one for four. He wasn't in yesterday's game. Um, prior to that, he went 0 for four, one for four, 0 for four. So a little bit of a streakiness going on. But again, the season's kind of coming down to close. And, you know, there could be some fatigue. So maybe the Diamondbacks are trying to rest him. But at the same time, they can't afford to be dropping games. They are currently one game back of the third and final wildcard spot. But the interesting thing for the NL is you currently have the Philly Phillies as the top wildcard team, the San Francisco Giants as the second wildcard team. Then there is a three-way tie for that third wildcard spot, and it is the Chicago Cubs, Miami Marlins, and the surprising out-of-nowhere Cincinnati Reds. And then after that, you've got Arizona, who's one game back. And, you know, they've struggled over the last 10 games. The Diamondbacks are 5-5. Five and five. But, you know, they're still right in the thick of things. And when you look at it, it should probably be when it's all said and done, if I'm going to make a bet, I'm going to place a lot of money on the Cubs being that third wildcard team in there. And one big reason I would say is because of the run differential. The Cubs are a plus 63, Miami's a minus 44, Cincinnati minus 20, and the Diamondbacks a minus 17. Again, run differentials aren't an end-all, be-all because you can easily win a lot of games by beating the opponent by one run, and then unfortunately you get rocked in some other games by four-plus runs, and so that really skews your run differential. But the fact that the Cubs have such a large and positive run differential means that their offense is really good. And it's, you know, I was spent some time in Chicago not too long ago and saw them, and they do have a lot of good players. They're not going to be confused with a big home run hitting team. Uh, they don't have anybody that is anywhere close to being a big home run threat. Uh, Bellinger would be the number one guy that I can think of. Uh, but even he, he's not, when you think home run hitting guys, he's not necessarily one of the top, maybe top 10 names that comes to mind when you're talking like a Pete Alonzo, a Manny Machado, a Vladimir Guerrero Jr., names like that, uh, Shohei Otani, you know, we also talked about. So, um, but he is, he is kind of their big home runner hitting guy, but you know, the Diamondbacks are certainly in this thing. They can certainly, you know, make a run and make it into the playoffs. They just got to get going again. And they definitely need Ketel Marte to get 
backing gear. Um, they also need Corbin Carroll, their star rookie player, um, and going to be the rookie of the year. You can take that to the bank. Uh, but, you know, he has also struggled. I did think about including him on there, but uh, he's kind of actually been okay uh, compared to Marte over the last two weeks. He's batted 214 and, you know, hit two doubles, a triple, six walks to three to 11 strikeouts with three steals in the year, batted 214 and OPS is 637. So um, plus he's a rookie and at some point rookies tend to hit rookie walls and I think this might be him hitting the rookie wall, which is unfortunate again because the Diamondbacks are so close to the playoffs and they really need their guys, especially their offense, to continue to keep chugging along because their pitching has not been a strength for them, you know, all, all season long or anything like that. Zach Allen is obviously the ace and for good reason. The guy's having a fantastic year again, but kind of beyond him, it's a little bit of fingers crossing, if you will, with the rest of the rotation and certainly with the bullpen. They did make some moves to bolster their bullpen. They got Paul Sewald, who is a good closer for sure. Um, I can tell you as a Mariners fan, I didn't realize how much I miss him until he's gone, how important he is. Uh, the, the late inning situations with Matt Brash and Andres Munoz are very stressful, to say the least. I mean, those guys can ring up any batter they want. They can also walk any batter they want because their control isn't quite where you want it to be or anything like that. Um, you know, it's one of those things as a pitching coach, you wonder if you just tell them, hey, man, just trust your stuff. Your stuff is nasty. Just get it in the strike zone, and guys are going to have a hard time hitting it because it is so difficult to hit. But uh, that's a topic for another day. We're going to stick here with what we're talking about today. So hopefully for the Diamondbacks, the Kettle Marte can kind of get rebounded. He's been good all year long. He's had a very successful career. Again, I'm not going to be worried about him. He'll get his ship righted and it will help the Diamondbacks for sure. I'd love to see them make the playoffs. They were kind of my sleeper team all season long and a lot of people weren't talking about them. And you just looked at them and it's like, man, this is a team that if they get some average pitching with that offense they could be really really good obviously an offensively led team but you know average pitching can help you know help them out as well but um i've heard some people say that pitching has gone away and because they've gone away now we're kind of seeing the real diamondbacks and that may be true um it also may just be i don't know bad bad string of luck or whatever the Diamondbacks are 30 and 31 at home they're 32 and 29 on the road so they've been they're on a three-game winning streak and you know help get them back into this you know wild card contention and everything like that so I think what we've seen what we've seen from them is kind of what they'll be um even if they make it in the playoffs I'm not expecting them to go very far into it I mean they're a good team but they're not a team that I think is a World Series contender or anything, not especially when you're considering you are going to have to face the Atlanta Braves at some point or the L.A. Dodgers as well. Um, so, yeah, it, they're a good team. They're certainly a playoff team. Um, I like the Cubs' chances over the Diamondbacks, but at the same point in time, like the Diamondbacks, I think could sneak in and surprise some people because they're, they've been better than what everybody expected, and I, I like seeing that happen. So... Uh, that's going to really do it for us today. Like I said, Rafal is out. He's going to be out for a while now. He does hope to make it on once he figures out what his schedule and his kind of daily routine is while he is over in Israel. Uh, for those who are unaware, Israel is on a seven-hour time difference than the East Coast here. 
So it is about 11 o'clock here now. It would be roughly 6 o'clock if I'm doing the math right in my head. Something like that. Um, so it'll be f we'll have some logistics to work out for how he for when he can join us and everything. But like I said, Rafal is traveling over to Israel for school. And he's going to try to make this show as much as he possibly can. But for now, it's going to be me driving this awesome fantastic show here going forward so for those out there who follow us you know continue to follow us continue to click click the like button hit subscribe tell your friends about it share us on social media share us on all your social media platforms and speaking of social media platforms you can find us on youtube you can find us on spotify you can find us on apple podcast and really anywhere else you can get a podcast we are there we're give us a check or give us a like check us out and share with the share everybody that you found the best baseball podcast out there we're wanting to get more fans more subscribers obviously again I tell you this all the time like hit us up on twitter hit us up on social media chat with us we'd love to talk baseball with you we'd love to get your insight and your information and as much as we are the smartest men on the show for sure we you know we don't know everything but we'd love to learn and learn more about baseball and you know we we have wonderful guests that come on so tell everybody you know that you come in contact with say hey have you heard about the replacement level podcast no you definitely need to check it out it is fantastic but you can find us on x you can find us on all the other social media platforms out there you can follow me on x at c underscore phillips underscore 13 you can follow rafal negnowinski on x as well and it's just so weird to say x instead of twitter but um yeah, hopefully this they'll change their name to something better again, but we'll see. But for now, we'll see you guys all later. We will catch you next week on another wonderful show. So everyone, have a great weekend.